It's not just talking cards. It's a collection conversation with the pros. This is Off Center with Tony Reed. Hello, y'all. We're back. Episode 43 of Off Center with Tony Reed. Today, we're going to feature an interview with Dat Wynn, the heart and soul of the Cowboys defense back in the early 2000s. Interview, of course, as they all do, appeared on my favorite website, Sports Collectors Daily. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sports Collectors Daily and Rich for always kind of be willing to take my content, <laughs> I guess, for the lack of you better way to say, say thank it. you to people <laughs> yeah. that, that help you out. Sure. Heck yeah. So uh, Dat Win, baby. He was born in a refugee center in Fort Chaffees and Fort Smith, uh, Arkansas, actually. Um, his family left South Vietnam during the fall of Saigon at the end of the Vietnam War. So they were like in it. Uh, he made it to Rockport Fulton High School in Texas, um, dominated on the gridiron, both sides of the ball, middle linebacker, running back. He was the all-state punter. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he took his talents to Texas A&M University, where he became one of the greatest defensive players in school history. Um, he was the leader of the Aggies wrecking crew defense, consensus All-American in 98. Uh, the same year, he won the prestigious Benaric Award as college football's defensive player of the year. He won the Lombardi Award, given to the outstanding college lineman of the year. Took home the Lambert Award that year to completely fill the trophy case at that point, right? Just dominant, like one of the greatest defensive players in college football history. Um, in 2017, he was elected into the College Football Hall of Fame, rather fittingly. Just I would from say so. The info I threw out there. Um, the highly decorated linebacker was drafted by the Cowboys in the third round of the 1999 NFL Draft. Uh, after leading the team in special teams tackles his rookie year, he became the Cowboys' starting linebacker uh, in year two and basically never looked back. Uh, he was always considered the, the undersized linebacker. Uh, he spent his career proving doubters wrong. During his seven seasons in Dallas, he was a key contributor to the Dallas Cowboys' defense battled various injuries throughout his career and eventually retired after the 2005 season. Um, he currently ranks in the top 10 uh, all-time tackles for the Cowboys for the team history. Wow. So he's a top 10 tackler in, in Cowboys history. Um, great interview here. He talked about practicing his autograph. Of course, he talked about rookie cards, jersey swaps, admiration for Walter Payton, and much more. <laughs> Without further ado, here's the interview with Mr. Dat Wynn. Doing good, Tony. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank, thanks for being a part of it. So the obvious place to start, you know, like we said, Texas A&M, you were an absolute star the moment you stepped on the field. Whether it was there or once you got drafted in, you know, by Dallas, do you remember the first time you were asked for your autograph? And if so, could you share the story with us? <laughs> you know, what's crazy is that my, it really started way in high school with the yeah. autograph. And, uh, and it was kind of funny because, you know, uh, coaches say, oh, we got to get ready. You better get your John Hancock ready. And, and back then, you're you know, 14, 15, 16 years old. You don't really know, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, what's funny is that uh, a group of us, we, we had a good you know, football team, and we were a good basketball team. So so it was kind of funny because we were kind of the celebrity of the community. Yeah. And, uh, and what was cool about that was that uh, you know, kids from uh, elementary school, or junior high would start asking for an autograph. So you start working your autograph, and during class, we had an art class, or we, I'm sorry, we had a, a, a shop class. And I bet you three-fourths of the basketball team was in, in that class <laughs> uh, with, with Bill Bailey. And uh, and 
Mr. Bailey will allow us to, you know, do time, whatever, do your do your job, do your work, and then whatever your free time we do it. So all of us are like, oh, let's let's work on your autograph. So, nice. <laughs> so we're trying to write it as much as we can to make it more natural. Do we want to make it pretty? Is it legible? What? So all this stuff stopped playing. So we stopped playing with all that stuff. So it was kind of funny. So that's the first time. That's awesome. I think, I think that we ever even thought about hey, when somebody wants autograph. Yeah, yeah. So as far as sports cards, you have 152 different trading cards, and there's an official database in it. 152 different cards. So that being said, I yeah, yeah. What? I yeah. don't know. No way. I thought I had all. I thought there were like 12 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So your rookie cards obviously were 1999. You had cards in Bowman, Score, SP Authentic, you know, and uh, kind of down the line. Do you remember the first time you saw yourself on a on a card, and if so, what what was the the reaction? What was the feeling like at the time? Yeah, so uh, my first one was obviously after I played at Texas A and M, uh, and it was coming out. I think we did an autograph signing, and and there was um, one that I got. The first autograph signing was the one that I got the jersey ninety number ninety because I wanted to keep you know during. From college to pros, college had a single number nine. Mm-hmm. And when you get to pros, uh, linebacker was only allowed to wear number 50s or 90s okay. uh, during the time. So, uh, now obviously, 59 wasn't available. 54, uh, which add up to nine, available. And 90 was the only thing that was available. That or 99. And uh, I tried 99 on it one time, and I said, oh, shoot, that thing's way, he looks, he looks, it's almost like Jesse Armstead, right? He was 98, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, man, I look too small, man, I'm 99. <laughs> so I said, I'll keep nine, uh, nine zero. So uh, <laughs> the first card that I ever got was a nine zero. Uh, it was during mini camp. Uh, I think it's right during training camp, but a picture of me during mini camp. And, um, and what was crazy was that uh, I was doing a signing for somebody um, during that time, and uh, we signed Alonzo Spellman. Mm. The day I was signing the autograph, and uh, I was like, whoa, they just picked 90th away from me. <laughs> because Alonzo Spellman has, you know, he has more tender. Yeah. So he's a C3, so I had to go switch to 45. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so that's uh, that was kind of a funny story because I was signing the autograph that day and, and obviously that morning we signed Lonzo Spellman and took my jersey and I was like, well, I'm signing this, but I guess it's going to be it's going to be a special one because uh, I will never wear 90 again. Yeah, <laughs> you wonder where those cards ended up, huh? There's probably a few out there. <laughs> yeah, there's a few that I collect. I got a couple of those, but it's kind of funny because like you said, I have that many in the database, man, we need to do some research. I need to go find some of the other one because I want to see what it looks like because it's kind of cool to look back. And, and what's mm-hmm. amazing about, about cards is that I don't know why, I don't know how, but I don't know if this happens to other players. But when you look at the picture, you know exactly where the scenery was at. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that from guys. Why? Really? That's crazy to me. Yeah. I, like my kids or my friends or whoever it is, that's we we have a conversation about cars and show the car and say, oh, yeah, that's in uh, RFK Stadium. Or <laughs> yeah. FedEx Stadium, you know what I mean? It's like FedEx Field. So stuff like that where it's like, how the heck do you know that? I, like, I don't know. I just, you know, the way, I guess, you know, you don't play 16 games a year. Yeah. And, you know, the way you dress or the way you pull your socks up, because I have one that I think was with the, like, against Cincinnati Bengals. And I got, the guy came in, the, uh, we call him uh, Socks Patrol. So you get fined if you don't have enough 
blue or whatever color the dark color is on your socks. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, it's too low. It was too low and not enough blue. And he comes in, and you know he's a former player. He's Tony a Tony Hill. Oh yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wide receiver. And he was working for the city uh, for the uh, NFL. And he comes in. He says, "Dad, hey, you got you don't have enough blue. You need more white." So I take off, being the smart Alec I was, I take off the deal, I put all white on. So that's the only time, that's the only time I play the game that I had all white. And, uh, and I look slow on tape, and I got, I got, I got burned on a, uh, an out and up for a touchdown. So that was the last time I ever wore a, a, uh, a long all white socks, and that's what you get for being a smart Alec. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, obviously, you've been an inspiration to so many. When you were growing up, coming up, you know, watching sports, whether it be football or baseball or basketball or other sports, who were the athletes you ins- you were inspired by? Like, whose poster did you want on the wall, or whose cards would you have collected? Yeah, you know, obviously, uh, Sweetness was uh, yeah. number one on the list. Yeah, so Sweetness, always that age. And, and uh, in my high school, obviously, we didn't have that many players. We only had 28 players on our team, so we had to go both ways, and... I remember um, I, I always want to be sweetness, trying to whenever I had a chance to score a touchdown, uh, a, a breakaway run or something like that, I'll be one hand like like sweetness does. You know, <laughs> yeah. high, no, no high step because I, didn't, I was not flexible back then. But I, 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 held, I held the ball like it was a um, was like a loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I used to get him, obviously, Michael Jordan during our age there. Michael yeah. Jordan was me. I loved um, – you know, I, I really enjoy uh, watching. I played basketball a little bit too. Was uh, Scotty Pippen? Mm-hmm. You know, Scotty was so good at shooting those bank shots. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was a master, one of the first that really a lot of bank shots. I thought that was very, you know, pretty amazing. How it's all about angles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, was, he was the master of that at the beginning. Uh, one of the first where they always used bank shots. But, uh, you know, we had all sports, man. Even Ricky Anderson, the baseball player sure. from the 80s. Yeah, it's all about, oh, man, the Hall Heiser. Is that Hall Heiser from the Dodgers? Is that the Dodgers? Yeah, the Dodgers pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we had all those guys, man. I, mean, I wish I was smart enough to keep those cards I had back then. <laughs> well, that begs <laughs> so, the question. Who, who did you collect? Did you collect all those guys? Did you have a collection as a kid? We did. We had all these cards, and uh, everybody, I think every kid in my small town had some collection. And yeah. a friend of mine right now owns a shop in my hometown. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he does real well with it, too, because uh, they hit it the last couple of years. But, but you know, I think everybody had their binders and, and, and their folders. Yeah. But I wish I had kept it. I don't know, I don't know how, where it got disposed <laughs> yeah so that that being said you know two-time you know all pro you know your uh, second team all pro excuse me all rookie team Bednarik award Lombardi award Lambert trophy you know college hall of famer a great career with Dallas do you do you have a, an office a, a room a, a quote-unquote man cave where you have anything displayed like that for your career uh, I don't yeah I don't I'm not really big on accolades and awards I am um, Really, a lot of my trophies and stuff were in the attic. <laughs> so I, I, was, I was, you know, I have a couple of things that I kept out. Uh, the three helmets, my high school helmet, my A&M helmet, and my Cowboys helmet. Okay. Yeah. And uh, really, that's what I got out in my office, and really at the Lombardi. Yeah. Trophy. 
That's the big those one. Yeah. Things, yeah, those are the four things that I really have. Now the other stuff I put it in the attic. I, yeah, I donated. I, really, I gave it to A and M for some stuff too to uh, display. That's cool. For uh, shrine for recruiting. Nice. But, uh, I'm a, you know, the, the, that was a chapter of my life that you know kind of closed. Mm-hmm. But it's good for my kids to see, my boys to see it. But we don't really bring it up, or it's not something I boast about. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. No, I totally understand that. So. Something else that's kind of more current is the jersey swap. It probably wasn't as prevalent back in the day, but if you could go back to your career and pick anyone after a game, go up and, and swap a jersey with, who were you, who would you ask to swap with? Um, who would I swap a jersey with? Uh, oh, shoot, man, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, who was did you say Drew Brees? Yeah, that's a great one, yeah. Yes, Texas boy, overcome a lot of obstacles. Uh, you know, I would say Zach Thomas. Oh, another great linebacker Z- such as yourself, yeah. Yeah, I would know what You know, it's crazy because, yeah, we didn't really do that, but if I get that, those were some great players. You know, every week you're playing the Tiki Barbers of the world. yeah. You know, the Donovan McNabb in your division, right? Yeah. We got, I don't know, we got just so many guys go down the list with all those guys now. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite guys, I guess I would say, I think a lot of people's favorite player, I would say, if I had a chance to ask a trade right now for a jersey, if we play the Detroit Lions, I would ask Barry Sanders to trade. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah, that was- <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. So another thing I like to do, just a couple quick fire questions. I call it card back Q&A. So I actually went back to some of your old cards. You know, they always had some cool facts and tidbits on the back. So I have a couple tidbits of information. I'll just run it by you. You can give me, you know, your thought and, and we'll kind of go that way. <laughs> So the back of your 1999 SP Authentic rookie card mentions that you became the first player of of Vietnamese descent to play in the NFL. I mean, what an honor. How special was that fact to you to kind of be the first, be the guy? Well, it's uh, it's truly an honor, obviously. You're the pioneer. Um, I just uh, thought I was the uh, Jackie Robinson of baseball. Yeah. I thought I broke the barrier. I was hoping. Uh, there will be more Vietnamese Americans or Asian Americans playing in the National Football League. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it's not that many guys out there. Yeah. So uh, that, I think that's the uh, only thing that, you know, it's an honor, truly is an honor. But uh, but I was hoping that we had more uh, Asian descent NFL players yeah. uh, since then. But, uh but still, you're the first, and I think uh, there's a lot of people that had a hand in it. So uh, a lot of people that helped me through the process of getting an opportunity to be the first. So I owe a lot to a lot of people, not just, you know, obviously Texas A&M and, and the coaching staff, but all my high school coaches, high school teammates, even the support in the community of uh, Rockport. Mm, very cool. Very cool. So the back of your 2002 Fleer Platinum Unsung Heroes card states, Dat Nguyen 
showed his toughness in 2002 season opener despite breaking your right wrist early in the game you know and the cowboys lost to the texans you finished the game and tied the team lead with seven tackles and a sack that game so you know obviously we know you're a warrior on the field but what are your memories from that game and what are your thoughts now as i ask you about kind of playing through that injury and just being the the warrior you are Yeah, you know, it was great. That thing happened in the first series, the first third down. Crazy, yeah. We ran a zone dog, and um, I went inside to the running back, and the running back had myself, and his helmet just hit me right on my wrist. And I was like, wow, it's got a pain. And we got out on that third down, and I went to the sideline, and I sat on the bench with uh, Dexter Copley. And uh, I looked at Dexter, and I said, hey, Dexter, I think I broke my wrist because I put my wrist down on the bench and went, Every time I put pressure on it, it was just popping. Oh. And, uh, and then we taped it up. I took a couple of pills. So I played the whole game with it. Crazy. Wow. What a, what a story. So the back of your 2003 Tops total card, one of the statements was that, that you emerged as the leader of any of your teams. So can you just speak to you know, that leadership quality in general and how that transitioned to the huddle and ultimately playing on the field? Well, I think it's just a natural deal because I'm Mike Linebacker. He yeah. technically is a quarterback in the defense. Um, majority 32 teams in the National Football League. I bet you you're Mike Linebacker, 30, at least 30 of them. <laughs> uh, you're, you're a natural play yeah. caller, right? So, yeah. So you get everybody aligned, you get everybody called, you get everybody on the same page. And, and for me, that was a fun part about it. You know, playing the game of football, it's not just calling the plays and line up and do my job. It was just that, oh, that's kind of a chess game, right? You mm. sit there, you look at the defensive coordinator. Now they got those headsets and they, they call the plays in now <laughs> and you echo the play. But back then we had signals and we weren't even, we had hand, hand signals between myself and uh, Coach Zimmer. Mike Zimmer was our defense coordinator back then. We can talk about, hey, do we want to do this or that? You know, we want to play cover four in the back end or do we want to play cover six? Do we want to play cover eight? You know what I mean? We, we we can have assignment. First, that was what's cool for me. Yeah. And, uh, but that was, uh, I guess, I don't know about leaders. I think, we, I think uh, just professional athlete, you're just wired differently. Mm. So you're, you're just have the natural instinctual ability to lead. You know, when you make it to that level, which is so small, uh, I think everyone's a leader. I'm just fortunate to be the one that called the plate. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> They got gave me a little bit more responsibility. Uh, like, you know, some some guys that I play with never would not want to learn how to call the signals. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and they get too overwhelmed, or they lose their focus. Uh, they want to get focused on and just listen and just get focused on the uh, their play or their position and their yeah. their job. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought, I thought that was just the fun part of it. There's many games. Uh, that we, we didn't win many games when I was playing, but the games that we won, especially late in the season, uh, I sometimes call it in Vietnamese, and I get players get mad at me, <laughs> and they start joking around. Uh, I get guys that want to choke me out there in the field because I'm, I'm a mess with them. 
<laughs> so the last card back question, 2005 Tops card mentioned uh, Bill Parcells' history suggests he favors large middle linebackers. It says, but the sub-six-foot win won him over with the results you obviously portrayed on the field. Uh, said the Cowboys headman went so far as to say that Dak could have played for any team he's ever coached. That's incredibly high praise from a guy who generally doesn't offer it, at least not publicly. So what was it like yeah. to, to win over Parcells, and, and what was your relationship with, like with him at the time? He's a unique guy, he's a unique man. It's unbelievable. He's <laughs> so brilliant. Uh, I learned more football in the four years I was with him in the fifth, prior 15 years that I played. Wow. Uh, the guy is just a phenomenal leader, motivator. Uh, you know, he's you know he's he's a, he's a soft teddy bear, man. He tried to be he trying to throw that fun that he's a mean guy and <laughs> and uh, tough guy, but but always you work hard. Play hard, you play smart, don't make a lot of mistakes, and as long as he can trust you, you're in his circle. Hmm. And I'm very thankful that I'm fortunate to be in his circle <laughs> because, uh, you know, it's, it's just so knowledgeable. We share so much, not just about the game of football, but just in life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just the, the, the short time I was with him, we brought that relationship. Uh, we still have a relationship now. If I never need anything, I ever text him, say hello, think about him. I send him a text and I'll send it back to you. And uh, it's just, that's a cool thing about Coach Parcells. Yeah. He has just so much wisdom, so much knowledge, and, and he's willing to share. Yeah. And, and, and that's the key is that, um, you know, and uh, funny that. Yeah, he, he didn't want no midget linebackers up there. You know, he wants those, those big boys. And, and it's funny, I was at an event last night, the Lombardi down in Houston. And, uh, yeah. There was a guy telling a story. I think it was uh, Sean, Sean Salisbury used to be the uh, quarterback uh, for uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Sure. And the teams around yeah. The uh, he was sharing the story about Lawrence Taylor, the best. He's the best. Best linebacker he's ever played against, and we just talking. And he's like, uh, the story that Purcell told him, hey, Lawrence, on this play, you're going to drop, okay? They snapped the ball, he sacked him. <laughs> he said, hey, he's supposed to drop, so they called the same play. He lines up, he sacked him again. <laughs> Purcell's like, what the heck are you doing, man? He's like, hey, he's supposed to drop. They snapped the ball third down. He sacked him again. <laughs> He's like, all right, never mind. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny. Hey, so we're back after that very fun and informative interview with Mr. Nguyen. Um, it was funny. We talk about autographs. He practiced his autograph in high school shop class because his, his high school shop teacher said, you know, yeah, athletes in a small town were basically celebrities. He told me they get their John Hancock ready. So they're literally practicing autographs in shop class. So that was cool to see. Um, in my card back Q&A, that's something I don't think I talk about enough yeah. here either. When I do an interview, I, I do have some general stuff for guys, some specific stuff, and I'll go and flip over some of their old cards, and there's always fun facts on the back. So I'll literally ask guys questions from their information on their cards. So <laughs> um, we talked about that, um, and that, that one of the cards I had, had pulled mentioned him being the first player of Vietnamese descent in the NFL and he takes that, he's, that's like a badge of honor. And he actually thought like, okay, I'm like Jackie Robinson. I'm going to open the door. And he's like, sadly, there have been very few, yeah. if any other yeah. Vietnamese players. So that was kind of a cool, interesting turn on the conversation. Talked about him collecting cards as a kid. He had binders and binders of cards. 
course, he loved, like I said, Walter Payton. He loved Jordan. He loved Pippen. He loved that whole era. It's about our age. Yeah, that's, he kind of grew up. Yeah, that only makes sense. Grew up in that era. So it was cool to hear him talk about, again, like an interest in, in the yeah. hobby. So buy it now. What do we got? Buy it now. Game-worn jerseys from Mr. Wynn are online. One from 1996. He played for the Cowboys. 750 bucks. Buy it right now. You can go buy it. And a jersey from the year 2000 is about $900. Same sellers, too. So Okay. Same seller. Right. Go make them an offer. Get it if you can. Go make them an offer. <laughs> <laughs> make it happen. Some cardboard I found okay. kind of ties in last, the previous era with the current era. In 1999, um, Dat had a Collector's Edge Triumph rookie card. It was a one-of-one. One. They actually produced one-of-one one cards back then. He only has two one-of-one one rookie cards. That's one of them that's available right now on eBay for 250 bucks. One of one. The only one. Wow. There you have it. bucks. There you have it. How big of a fan are you? you <laughs> it's out there for the taking. It's, it's there. It's right Go there. So that's deal, it man. for our episode with Dat Win. All right. What do you got next up your sleeve? Newly minted College Hall of Famer just as of last week. Terrence Mathis. Terrence Mathis. Stud receiver for the Falcons back in the days of Andre Risen and <laughs> all those cats. So, yeah, Terrence Mathis up next. All right. <laughs>